0: This. <clears throat> I suck at intros. My name is Miles Kilby. And welcome to Tremendous Opinions Podcast. I kick the sign every time. Still getting used to the new setup. And I almost bust my kneecap on the table every time I swivel around. Almost. I do bust my kneecap open and it hurts really bad. Since the last episode, the Bucks have won the NBA Finals. Unless you've been trapped under a rock or on a spaceship with Jeff Bezos, you know that already. But what maybe you haven't realized is, since the Bucks have won the NBA Finals, uh, and part of this is opinion-based, but check the name of the show, Giannis is the Finals MVP. Okay, that's factual. Opinion-based, I'm going to say... I think Luka Doncic is the best player in the world right now. No disrespect to KD, LeBron, or whoever else you would put in that argument. Um, I guess Giannis. But I think Luka Doncic is the best basketball player in the world at this point in time. So we established Giannis, finals MVP. Luka, best player in the world. And Nikola Jokic is the league MVP. MVP. If you think about it, that's three foreign basketball players that are the finals MVP, league MVP, and best player in the world overall, pound for pound. The first time... I don't know. I think that the league is changing. The world is catching up. And I think it's evident in USA basketball. Um, I watched two of the twilight movies on HBO or you know Netflix or whatever and that's a better show and I've seen it a million times and that's still a better show than watching this U.S. basketball team I'd rather watch, and I'll get into Olympics down here keep it in the NBA Russell Westbrook to the Lakers is devastating to me not like, not. I'm not saying that that's devastating to the league or they're a problem, which they are going to be tough. But, dude, that hurts me because now I can't root for Russell. I grew up a Thunder fan, going to Thunder games. Uh, it hurts me to not be able to root for Russ because I can't root for the Lakers, uh, at least not with LeBron and that little squad they got there so now I'm going to have to root for someone to take them down I wouldn't even mind if they make it to the finals and get beat but they can't win Um, I wanted to see Russ get traded to the Nets for Kyrie to reestablish the original OKC Big 3 in Brooklyn and uh, Russ West, James Harden, and KD playing together again in Brooklyn Speaking of Brooklyn, they drafted my guy out of UNC, De'Ron Sharp. They traded up to the 29th pick in the first round and picked the, uh, the freshman out of Carolina, who's, I didn't think he was 6'11", but they listed him as 6'11", like 250 or something like that. He's a big bull, and uh, I think it was a great pick, one of the better picks of the draft, and I think he's going to get to start. I, I mean, I imagine he would start for that team, maybe if not the four at the five, if uh, Blake Griffin re-ups for another year with him, start Blake at the four, Dayron at the five. Um, I don't know what's up with De'Andre's contract, but if he's back, have him off the bench. Um, Because Dayron, I mean, he'll he'll be getting so many rebounds depending on his minutes. I really think he could be like all rookie, all NBA rookie team as a 29th pick. That's pretty good. Um, But now that the point guard spot is fixed in LA. What's that leaf for Dame Dalla getting out of Portland? Um, my first, even before the Lakers, I wanted him to go to Boston. I think Dame Dalla would fit well in Boston. Uh, Boston would have to give up probably an assortment of picks and Jalen Brown or and, uh, or and Marcus Smart, and I mean they got a couple pieces they could work around in Boston to make a package for Dame. Uh, but as a contender, I don't think the Bucks or you know Dallas wouldn't be a good spot. Um, you know short of joining a super team, uh, the Sixers may trade uh, Ben Simmons for Dame. I, I don't know if it was false or whatever, but it said that the Sixers were trying to trade Ben Simmons like that day, and I haven't seen anything on Ben Simmons being traded. So, um, they, I don't know. If Dame Dalla goes to the Sixers, they're a tough contender in the East. They're right there with uh, the Bucks and the Nets. Um,. But yeah, those are my two destinations for Dame as a contender. Now, I don't know if he wants to go to a contender-based team or uh, just money. I don't know if he'll follow the money or, or be loyal to the Portland. Who knows? Uh, I would like to see him get out and go to a contender. Um, but we'll see in the coming days. As of the draft, obviously, Dayron was my favorite player drafted. But I think the two best players um, ready to rock in the NBA, ready to go right now where picks three and four. Uh, I'm not totally sold on Cunningham, even though I was an Oklahoma kid. Um, I think Evan Mobley, who went to the Cavs, and Scotty Barnes from Florida State, who went to Toronto. I think they're going to be battling back and forth for the rookie of the year, barring injury or anything else like that. But I'm really excited about Daron's opportunity. Daron Sharp, the guy at UNC, he didn't even start for UNC. Uh, he's a freshman. I think he's 18, maybe 19 years old. Um, and he's just shooting straight up to Brooklyn to the big leagues, playing with Kyrie, James, and KD. That's unbelievable. I, I'm excited for him, and I'm excited for this UNC team coming up this uh, college basketball season and football season, too. Uh, I'll try to go to as many games as I can of both uh, home games especially Um, and man it's going to be good to get some normalcy back and uh, get some college football stadiums jumping up and down and rocking Uh, I've told the story of me having you know a lucky opportunity being able to see Adrian Peterson in college Uh, there's nothing quite like a like a college sports atmosphere um, I've been to plenty professional games I, I've been to a Atlanta Hawks game against the Chiefs where actually I'm glad I thought of this on the podcast uh, To I mean no one listens to this but um, I like telling stories so my dad's a Tennessee volunteer fan and they had a safety playing for them named Eric Berry who was uh, he ended up being a Heisman candidate, one of the first Heisman candidates that played defense in many years. He, uh, you know, pick sixth Tim Tebow, like twice, uh, laid a couple nasty hits on Tim Tebow. And, you know, that's, I uh, just referenced Tebow because he was the Heisman winner at the time. He just, you know, he was all over the field, a great talent to watch play football, Eric Berry. And, uh, he ended up playing for the Kansas City Chiefs, and I grew up knowing a, uh, and going to school with the son of an NFL ref. So I was lucky enough to get tickets through that NFL ref to this game at the Hawks in Atlanta. Um, so I took a girl I was seeing at the time, and we had awesome tickets, and I was you know, telling her about Eric Berry, who he was. This was after Uh, I believe I'm telling this right. I believe this is after he already had a scare with cancer and he came back and he was playing. And, uh, I believe I'm telling this right again. I believe he had an early interception and I was freaking out, you know, because I was just talking about him uh, all pregame and I had binoculars and I, you know, I'm a total nerd. So I was just breaking it down all game. And, uh, It's a close game. Atlanta's going for a two-point conversion at the very end of the game to to seal the deal, to win, do or die. And Eric Berry ends up picking the ball off and, you know, pick six. I think it was like only one or two games in NFL history decided like that. Uh, A two-point conversion intercepted and ran 100 yards back to the house. And I think when you do the conversion, it only counts as two points. But still, regardless, they won the game. So I happen to have on a Matt Ryan shirt, a, a Falcon shirt, because I'm in Atlanta. I lived in Georgia at the time. I was trying to, you know, I don't care who wins the game. I just want to see Eric Berry. But when Eric Berry, for the Chiefs, the other team, not the shirt that I'm wearing, picked that ball off and ran it back, I'm in a Falcons jersey. Screaming and video camera. I mean, I pulled the phone out. I may try to find that footage and attach it to the podcast. But... uh, Eric Berry silenced Atlanta that day. I've seen amazing things in a professional uh, arena, professional setting. Like Loud City and Oklahoma City, the Thunder. Awesome place to watch a basketball game. But... There's something about college sports. I just rambled on I'm way too long about Eric Berry, um, but there's something about professional sports that is great, but a little bit better and more amplified in the college. If you ask me, um, I, I don't know if money is the thing. If so, maybe money's going to ruin it for these for these guys in college. Like uh, if if. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Um, But I was able to watch J.J. Reddick's Duke team in the NCAA tournament in like 2006. I was a kid. And Duke had a fan called Crazy Tow Guy that every basket, every free throw, layup, three-pointer, whatever, every time the ball went in the basket for Duke, this like middle-aged, drunk-looking guy would stand up half the time he didn't have a shirt on and he would like wave a towel like Larry Bird then he would just go crazy and eventually the fans in the student section and the fan base caught on and they named him crazy towel guy rightfully so so they would start going crazy towel guy uh, 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 crazy towel guy the environment and maybe the bands have something to do with it the the live bands with the drummer. There's something about the college atmosphere that just wins me over. So, I can't wait to go. And it, sm- it smells good outside. It smells like hot dogs and cigarettes at college venues like at Keenan Stadium. It just I don't know, it smells like football. It smells like uh, freshly cut grass and and freedom. That's what it smells like. I can't wait to go. <laughs> Oh, I'm a loser, and I keep kicking the sign. Oh, Carolina has a good team, both football, basketball, so it'll be fun. Um, yeah, OU Texas, I have that written down. So keeping it in college talk, I grew up around the OU Texas rivalry, which is, you know, uh, alongside UNC Duke with one of the most beat down rivalries that you'll see, especially in football. And the both of them have saddled up together apparently and not only threatened to leave the Big 12 conference, but they have plans to leave. And I hate it for one, just because I'm a traditionalist kind of guy. Um, I don't like watching the NFL change their rulings or change how many games in a season or playoff format. I don't like change. Um, The college football playoff was alright, you know, but still, I don't like change. Uh, Just for the rulebook purposes and looking back and comparing players and comparing comparing stats, I don't like change. Um, And sports. So, OU Texas planning to leave the Big 12 hurts. Not only that, but they're planning to leave and go into the SEC, which is wrong. If the NBA commissioner can veto a Chris Paul trade to the Lakers 10 years ago, you know, just to balance things out and keep a level playing field in the basketball universe, the NCAA should intervene. The uh, the SEC can't handle two more powerhouse schools. They already control probably, what, 60, 70% of the college football stake as it is. Adding OU and Texas to the SEC is just demoralizing to the rest of the conferences. You can't even call the SEC a power conference anymore. It's a superpower conference where, I mean, it's just going to be giants beating up on giants until one limps to the end and is the champion. I mean, I don't know. I'm not a fan of it. I want to see... The Big 12 apologize for whatever they did wrong and let OU and Texas keep on wearing each other out in the Big 12. That's what I'd love to see. In other news, like I said, we would eventually get to the Olympics. And some of my opinions on the Olympics uh, may, I don't know, may hack some people up, may trigger some people, but I don't, you know, I don't care. It is what it is. Go listen to like an HGTV podcast or something. I don't feel sorry for Simone Biles. I don't. She's on every commercial, has millions of dollars. She, you know, can barely even drive. She, what is she like? Twenty years old? Just from what I saw. I mean, people say it's the twist, It's whatever. It looked like she was having a mental breakdown. She probably don't like eating sushi. It was a long plane ride. Just people in her ear. Twitter's exploding. You know, she can't She can't live a normal life. She can't walk down the street. She's probably just like sitting in the little 4x4 four four cubicle room in, in Tokyo. Just letting it all eat her up inside. And that's, you know, that's expected. She's 20. She shouldn't be able to handle the pressure of the world. But... At the same time, I don't know. That's what that's what those people do, you know? Even if she did have the twisties. I mean, Jordan played with the flu. You know, the the great step up and do what they're supposed to do. And it was, I don't know, it was disturbing to watch that. I watched it happen. I watched her, like, you know, walk off and then come back and, you know. At least she was supportive and stuff to the rest of the people, but. I don't know. Everyone, I don't feel sorry for. USA basketball was also pretty embarrassing. They got beat twice. Not an exhibition. Um and Luka Doncic is just exploding. He had 48 points the other night. Uh I don't I want to say it's because we don't have a point guard, but we do. We got Dame Dallo. He's like top three point guard. And we got talent. I just don't get it. And Greg Popovich is a great coach, if not the best. Um, I think it's just hunger, you know? It's want. Some of these foreign teams, they don't have a Bentley, and they don't have a yacht, and they don't have – Uh, you know a horde of groupies chasing them from club to club at night so when they do have the opportunity to drop off a Kevin Durant or to go out there and drop off a Dame Dalla just to show the video to their kids forever yeah they're gonna give it their all and lay it out on the line Dame Dalla and Devin Booker he's probably still depressed from the finals he has no reason to go out there and lay it on the line You you know he knows it's four quarters and he gets back on a private jet and goes to the L.A. hills and chills with Kendall Kardashian. It's all going to be beautiful for Devin Booker. When Slovenia, after the final buzzer for Slovenia sounds, they're going to like hop on a, a wooden wagon and ride back. It's like a 14-month escapade back to their homeland to harvest wheat in the summertime and not have, even like a fireplace at night. Like, I don't don't, (laughs) don't know what's going on, but you know what I'm saying? This is like special for these other teams. So they're going to go out there and, and and give USA a beating. And that's what's happening. Uh, The USA turned it up against Czech Republic, but that's just because they had to, like they would, Instagram would delete all their Instagrams. If, if they got beat by the Czech Republic, you know, and that's like the, that's worse than going to jail. These days, getting banned from Instagram. <sighs> at least we have women's jujitsu. That's one thing that we're good at. We have women that can fight now. Terrifying. The ping pong gold medal game was China versus China. I wasn't surprised. I don't. <laughs> Uh, dude, I recommend looking that up on YouTube because it's pretty sweet. Like they, it's like me and my cousin going at it. Like after every point, they're like, mm, like a Tiger Woods, and that guy, <laughs> that? They make the noise of like a, a someone after they dunk a like an M one dunk. <laughs> it's a like, guy it makes me want to, we got a folded up ping pong table now, just like every other person who buys a ping pong table is folded up now somewhere. We need to unfold that thing and get sweaty. Uh, dude. So I read a thing before the Olympics that some team, I can't remember the name. Some like women's volleyball team was upset because like you have to wear cheeky shorts in the volleyball thing. And, I mean, I get it, you know, it's whatever. But, dude, all I have written down here is ugly volleyball teams. I was watching women's volleyball the other day. And it, like, flashed this chick on the screen. I said, Buzz, your girlfriend, Wolf. It was... Dude, she looked like the big guy from the Goonies. The guy that likes baby Ruths from the Goonies. But it was a chick. And then it panned over to the other team. And they weren't world beaters either. I'm not saying volleyball players have to be beautiful and Maxim cover models. All I'm saying is if you're a like a third world country, okay. And you don't have any volleyball practicing facilities. So your national volleyball team is trash? You might as well throw a couple of Maxim cover models in there just to balance it out and make it look okay. You know, like a good place to, you know, people want to, you know, might want to come by and see what we got going on, get a little tourist action. Cause you know, say it's Taiwan. We're not gonna know nothing about Taiwan, but if the Olympics are on and we see the Taiwan volleyball team, it's a bunch of Smokies out there, bunch of bunch of tens or nine point fives. Even if they suck at volleyball, and we're like, dang, Taiwan got it going on. You know what I'm saying? And that may be misogynistic. I don't know. I may be casting Wedding Crashers too. I don't know. Or it may be a good point. And next Olympics, you may see a couple of terrible, but really good looking volleyball teams. If the Russian Olympic Committee listens to my lowly, lowly podcast. Example, this I'm digging way too deep into the ugly volleyball. Let's say the U.S. volleyball team just retires, okay, and they're looking for a few young men to get out there and represent their country, our country depending on if you're American listening to this. My con- I it's not mine. I don't know. I was born here, so I yes, I'm a resident of America. I would if I were to try out for an Olympic volleyball team, that's the team I'd play for. Okay. So let's say the USA needs a volleyball team. Do you think when they showed up you would want... What would you want to see? What do you want us to be represented like? Like me and and Larry the Cable Guy with Dorito dust on our fingers out there serving up foul balls? I don't even know the terminology, foul ball. Just whiffing it, dude? Or do you want to see a couple of Matthew McConaughey-looking guys or like Ryan Reynolds or like Michael B. Jordan where they got the... the uh, like the love handles in the front. You know what I mean? That like eight people in the world have. Those things. You want to see that. That's what you want. Even if they suck, Michael B. Jordan sucks at volleyball. Matthew McConaughey is as bad as I am at volleyball. But if that's the case, you may as well push those guys out there. And I mean, the U.S. doesn't need to be represented well. I mean, people know what it is. We're, you know, we're all over the spectrum. We got, you know, great people, terrible people, ugly, you know, beautiful, but still, representation, you don't want me and Larry the cable guy with Doritos, we're the people sitting at home, you know, whatever, over Dorito volleyball. Um, yeah, this is a long overdue podcast. I, uh, lazy again is the reason. I'm not gonna BS nobody and tell you that, you know, I was busy. I had plenty of opportunities. Like I said, I watched two Twilight movies and all that Olympic coverage. Um, uh, I went to Barnes and Noble today with Shuby Dooby, my sister, and a couple good pickups. So, I really don't know. How what to expect of this but the next episode i guess i'm still gonna call it episode 18 but i'm not gonna do a youtube platform i mean no one wants to see this uh, unit anyways and but anyways i'm gonna do a podcast only like audio only version of all of my records skip through some records Heck, I might even sing along and uh, lose a couple of subscriptions. But I'm going to have a good time. And I'm going to try to do that before I leave this weekend for um, my brother's bachelor trip. We're going to H-Town. I'm going to uh, do it big down there the actual same weekend that the UFC is going to be there. And uh, yeah, it, I don't know what to expect but hopefully we make it back alive and in one piece to do episode 19. So, um, if you can't see with the angle, these are the pickups I had today. I got Kid Cudi. Uh, That's the album with um, not Men on the Moon, but uh, soundtrack to my life, Pursuit of Happiness, Day and Night. Uh, A few songs that I banged pretty heavy growing up. This is uh, College Dropout by Kanye. Uh, You know, All Falls Down, Spaceship Jesus Walks, uh, Slow Jams. I mean, you know, classic Kanye album. And as well, uh, a little Cactus Jack Astro World pickup. So pretty pumped about those I haven't even listened to them yet so after I'm done wrapping up here I'll probably slap one on let it run through but uh like I said probably tomorrow I'm gonna record that audio only and uh I'm just not like I'm gonna do promo or anything I don't like doing promo for this I just do it so uh, just be on the look for it if you like this but uh thank you guys for watching again if you do watch these things, sorry for the delay. And, uh, yeah, man, wish just luck. And, uh, if, you know, for the travels and all that to Houston. But, dude, yeah, I'm nervous. I'm nervous. But it's going to be great, dude. Because, you know, I got... I'm pretty good buddies with some of Corey's old teammates and stuff that's going. And we got some buddies from Oklahoma driving down to Houston. So, uh, it's really going up this weekend. So, uh, thank you guys for watching, and I don't know. I, I guess I'm equally as bad as I am at the outro. Um. <laughs> the the ending credits for Twilight's on the TV, and my initial thought was, dang, I kind of want to watch the third Twilight, so I'm going to do that. Yep, that won me. All right. Thanks, guys. I'll be watching Twilight. See you later.